On Monday morning, trains will start running again on a section of a railway line in northeastern Taiwan that was buried by a landslide two weeks ago. Despite delays in repairing the section of dual track system between Reifang and Hodong stations, Transportation Minister Lin Jialong said trains would begin operating on one of the two tracks starting at 5.15 Monday morning. Work on repairing the section of the railway line near Holdong Station had ended its 10th day. On Sunday morning, Minister of Transportation Lin Jialong led a team to inspect the site for the sixth time. When we tried to reconstruct the hill, we found that the surface rocks were even more unstable than we'd originally estimated. We've already cleared away all the soil and rocks. Tomorrow after 5 o'clock a.m., trains will be able to start running again. Lynn said that after the repairs, the first train to run on the repaired section will set out from Reifang Station on December the 14th at 5.11am. On the eve of operation on the eastern side of the dual track, a team of construction workers from the Taiwan Railways Administration began working as fast as possible at around 8.25am on Sunday. Electrical maintenance trucks came in to install new electricity poles and covered up the landslide-stricken part of the hill with white canvas to prevent rain from making the earth soggy again. Just before 10 o'clock a.m., testing on the entire area had been completed and by the afternoon, trains were performing trial runs. But for the tracks on the western side, the repair work was more challenging. When you look at the condition of the slope, the surface rocks slid right onto the western track. We expect that it'll take more than a month to bring the western track back to normal operations. Before the trains are able to run normally on both tracks, the TRA will set up a testing station that will transmit real-time images back to headquarters. The TRA will also expand the scope of manpower inspections. All this work is done so that no landslide accidents would occur again. Well, the sun finally came out over northern Taiwan on Sunday morning after half a month of gray skies. Many people took the chance to air out their quilts under the warm rays, while scenic areas saw an influx of visitors. But the sunshine was only ephemeral. According to the Central Weather Bureau, a cold front is arriving Sunday night, ushering in chilly and damp air. Monday and Tuesday nights will likely see the mercury dip down to 13 degrees, especially in open areas. The weather will become stable around Friday, but come Saturday, another wave of cold air will make itself felt. But its intensity is yet to be determined. Agriculture is one of the biggest industries in Taiwan. From pigs to aquaculture, Taiwanese farms produce some 500 billion NT worth of products each year, along with a massive amount of waste. As part of a new global movement called the circular economy, some enterprising Taiwanese are finding ways to turn trash into treasure, like electricity for farms, building supplies, and even surgical sutures. Here's our Sunday special report. This is the ocean just outside of Jiayi County's Dongshi Township. On the ocean surface, as far as the eye can see, oyster cages are floating about. Xiao Shihe is a Dongshi local. 
More than 10 years ago, to supplement his income, he started a business giving boat tours of the local oyster industry. The fastest they mature is four months. The longest it takes is half a year before you can harvest. Cultivation with floating cages is the most profitable and the most risky. The profits are really high, but if a typhoon strikes, everything is lost, sometimes in the span of just one night. The Taiwanese oyster industry produces over 22,000 tons of product annually, worth 4.2 billion NT. It also generates 200,000 tons of oyster shells, and Jiayi County accounts for 42% of the total. Oysters are used in a variety of dishes, and oyster pancakes are a famous night market snack. After the delicacy is eaten, what happens to the oyster shells? After being washed, the oyster shells are crushed and treated at high temperatures. The remains are put to a variety of uses. This is a grinding room. This is the raw material for semi-finished oyster shell products. First we sinter it at high temperature and then grind it into a coarse powder. Since the beginning, oyster shells have been used in the farming industry because they can kill nematodes in the soil. Chicken feed also gets oyster shells added to it because it boosts the calcium content of their eggshells. The main component in oyster shells is calcium carbonate. The powder that results from heating the shells can inhibit the growth of various germs and bacteria. Aside from killing germs, it can also absorb materials with low molecular mass. When mixed with soil, it becomes a building material. At present, the majority of calcium carbonate is mined. It is dug out of a mountain and then it goes through processing. Mining is destructive to the environment, but oyster shells are naturally produced. If you just throw them away, they're useless and create waste. In a year, we receive roughly 50,000 tons of oyster shells, which can be used to make roughly 40,000 tons of material that can be used by our domestic industries. It can be added to animal feed or to the soil. It can be used in building materials or in regular paint. It can be put to industrial use. Oyster shell can be used in building materials and the construction industry. It can also be put to work in the textile industry by taking shell powder and further grinding it down to the nanometer level. The fine dust is combined with recycled plastic bottles, spun into thread and used as material for cloth. It's deodorizing, antibacterial, resistant to static electricity and quick drying. If you put it in your hands, it'll give off heat. Using the special characteristics of oyster shells, it's called low heat transfer. It will stop the rapid loss of body heat. In the future, this cotton will replace down as the most premium textile product. Why would Japan use oyster shells to make beauty products and health food products? Its added value is high. Take just one kilogram of it. If you make food products or cosmetics with it, one kilogram will fetch at least 2,000 to 3,000 NT. Oyster shells are a waste product, but in a circular economy supported by private companies, the shells are turned into something useful and valuable. Now turning to pigs. Pigs are a high-value agricultural product, but their manure is a pollutant if not properly treated. 
。哎，那我们一天会养四次，四喂四次。We're in Pingtung at the home of Supong. His family has raised pigs for more than 60 years. How do they deal with animal waste? Over there, we separate the liquids and solids from pig feces, and pig urine runs down there. After it runs down, it's kept in a sealed space because in a sealed anaerobic space, it undergoes fermentation. Back in the day, after anaerobic fermentation methane was produced at this type of waste processing facility, it would be released into the atmosphere. Not only was that a waste of a useful resource, it also worsened the greenhouse effect. Methane is a greenhouse gas that's 25 times worse than carbon dioxide. All lined up in a row, these inflated orange bags contain methane. When methane is burned, it can produce considerable energy. When harnessed as an energy source for the farm, it can provide two-thirds of my power needs. Thai Sugar, the largest hog operation in the country, sells 380,000 pigs a year. In 2019, Thai Sugar adapted its pig farm in Pingdong for the circular economy. They began collecting manure from their pigs, converting it to methane to make biogas. They found a way to increase the energy produced by mixing in other agricultural waste and fermenting the blend. The neighboring factories in Pingdong, such as food product factories, produce waste like pineapple husks, orange peels, tangerine peels, and distillers' grains. These leftovers used to be a real headache for people. I said to them, "Bring that stuff to us." I fermented those scraps with our pig manure. The resulting methane is even better. It's more abundant, so it works out great for those people as well as for me. Besides methane, the fermentation process results in biogas slurry and residue, which are even more valuable as an organic fertilizer. That's returned to the soil. With some imagination, you can find a use for every part and process of the pig. For example, pig blood. There are already some countries that use pig blood to make blood serum. Here in Taiwan, a blood serum is imported. Pig intestines can be used to close wounds post-surgery. These local resources of ours, we want to put them to full and high-value use. Full and high-value utilization can be conceived of as a pyramid. At the base level, there is the manure of the pig, which is used to make biogas. At the middle level, there is the meat of the pig, which we eat. At the top level, there is the pig products we can put to medical uses, like manufacturing blood serum and closing surgical wounds. Pig collagen, placenta, and even the heart valves can all be used by the human body. Bring Taiwanese biotechnology businesses into the circular economy. Make them realize that there are a lot of resources available locally. There's a lot that can be used right here. Overall, this would reduce our reliance on imports. We would reduce our imports. We would create business opportunities and many more employment opportunities. Due to worsening environmental problems like pollution and climate change, major corporations worldwide are espousing the circular economy. It's very hard work here in Taiwan. If you were in Europe or the U.S., the government would roll out the red carpet and support you all the way. There's a heightened environmental consciousness and awareness of the circular economy. In Taiwan, we're producing more and more waste, including factory waste. It can all be reused, but none of it is being used. 
in the traditional linear economic system, natural resources are taken, used, and then tossed. During this process, waste is produced all the way, leaving a burden on the environment. But in the circular economy, what was once thought of as waste, like oyster shells or manure, is turned into high-value materials and energy. We want to take the approach of uniting Taiwanese behind this issue. This can't be about a single company fighting a battle, trying to become a hero. This should be about getting everyone to cooperate to build a competitive Taiwan. With regard to the circular economy, I think the main point is that it can't just be a slogan. Everyone can make truly substantial contributions. The government must take the lead for it to work. If the government does not take the lead, there won't be a real effect. The circular economy is currently the best shot businesses have at a transformation. As they seek ways to better use resources, they could become the best hope yet of saving the earth. Well, New Year is just around the corner, and that means time for a new wall calendar. What do you prefer? Views of natural landscapes, animals, works of art, or sporty firemen? Whatever your style, we've got a tip for where to find the best calendar for 2021. If you're not familiar with Taiwan's secret calendar distribution network, keep watching to find out more. A selection of fantastic calendars spread across the table. At New Year, lawmakers received top quality calendars from public institutions. It's the Transportation Ministry's offering that most delights DPP lawmaker Xu Zijie. It features Taiwanese scenes like Dagang Bridge and the Suhua Highway and even quarantine taxi cabs. This fruit calendar is also a perennial favorite. This fruit calendar is maybe the most popular because everyone loves fruit. Looking at the fruit, you feel blessed and lucky. They look tasty and it feels auspicious. You can go straight to my service point and of course you'll be given one if there are any. Some people also phone up, but there are really limited stocks. Meanwhile, the Central Weather Bureau has released this astronomy calendar featuring wonders of the cosmos. China Airlines calendar features Taiwanese emblems like the Formosan black bear and gorgeous orchids in bloom. This calendar from the National Parks Administration celebrates Taiwan's endemic bird species. The limited edition is not for sale, and they're snapped up as soon as they arrive at lawmakers' offices. My male constituents tend to prefer calendars you can note practical things down on. Female constituents, especially older folks, mothers and grandmothers, tend to want ones with nice big pictures that make a happy atmosphere at home. Younger voters often want to see something from art museums of the National Palace Museum or national parks, things they can keep as collectibles. It seems everyone loves calendars from fruit companies and public institutions. But there is one other popular option, this hunky fireman calendar, now in its 13th year. It's even on sale at convenience stores. As New Year approaches, it's time to choose the look for 2021.